send it. Hello everyone, welcome to Millie Moves Podcast. This is a show for millennial entrepreneurs and young hustlers that are breaking the mold and demanding success. We're your hosts, Dustin Packham and Brandon Waters, and we do not know you. And if we have guests on the show and when we have guests on the show, they don't know you either. So we can't tell you what to do with your money or how to live your life. We're just here to share our experiences as entrepreneurs and help you guys out along the way. That's right. Today, we're going to talk about what do you need to know before you start a business and what having your own business entails. There's a lot to it. Yeah. So, you know, when we get to thinking about it, it's, you know, we don't want to dive into creating LLCs and looking for insurance and that types of things before we ever give you the skinny on what it's actually like to run a business and if it's something you should do. Right. So, uh, so what we did is we, you know, had a little conversation about it. I said, you know, let's write some things down, you know, that, I guess that we've experienced that we didn't expect. There's many things I've come across that I did not expect along the way. Insurance deals, workers comp, payroll. I mean, you know quite a bit about the workers comp and payroll. Yeah, well, it's it's funny that when we created our list, they ended up being almost exactly alike. (laughs) It is, and just worded a little different, but that's, you know, to each our own. Yeah, so let's start with this, and and I'm just going to go ahead and say this episode is uh, probably going to hurt a couple feelings, you know. And, and this is just our experiences. Yeah, and we're just going to be honest and real about it, so, you know, it is what it is, but uh, first thing I can tell people, quit taking advice from people who have never done what you're trying to do. You know, I, I would never, like, run into a med student on the street and be like, Hey man, I've watched a few episodes of House. Let me tell you how to fix some people real quick. You know, like I couldn't agree more. Like recently, I had somebody try to tell me how to do my job in real estate. They're not a licensed real estate professional. I am. I deal with it every day. You don't understand the marketing, the customers, how to negotiate with customers. There, there's a difference between hey, I've seen some HGTV or you know. Sold a couple houses? No. Yeah, and it's funny. Everybody has an opinion. And and that's fine. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but it it happens over and over again. And it's it's really kind of Let me tell you how to cut that tree down, Sonny Boy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, me and Lane run into it all the time. I can imagine. Every job, you know, because it becomes like a masculinity thing with (laughs) some people, you know. Now, are you sure you're going to cut that tree down that way? No, no, no. What we get is... Ten years ago, I would have just did it myself, but my knee, you know, my knee's oh, bothering me yeah, now. Oh, your knee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't have the equipment to cut this tree down. Yeah. So uh, another thing that I wrote down and thought about was uh, don't cheap out when you start your first business. And what do I mean by that? I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I, we'll go with just what we did with the podcast. We went out and I researched what the right tools were so that we are professional. If you're doing a business, don't go cheap and, you know, halfway. Go all the way, buy the right things, the right tools, so you can do your job professionally. Well, and, you know, we we found out, too, that when we show up the jobs, because 
Lane and I have built ourselves into having nice equipment and, and nice things. And, and when we show up to job sites, you know, we have people all the time that when we show up, they say, man, you know, we got a, a different price from you than somebody else down the street, but you have all this nice equipment and you guys look like you know what you're doing. So we're going with y'all. Y'all show up and it comes back to being professional, yeah. but you show up with the right equipment, the safety equipment, clean vehicles, clean equipment. You don't show up like average Joe down the street with a beat up truck and trailer. It's dirty. They haven't washed it in three years. That it shows. Oh wow, these people are going to do a good job because they take care of their stuff. Yeah, and it's like it's a they're going to take care thing. of my. They're going to take care of their place and their job because you see they take care of their equipment. Well, they must work that way, right? And it gives you credibility. You know, when you look the part. Right. You know, I had. I'm not. I don't. Uh, I cannot remember this person's name, but I re- I remember a presentation I watched, mm-hmm. and uh, the guy was he was trying to reach out to another company to do business with, and right. he he was nothing yet. Like he absolutely nothing. Well, so the letter he wrote, he went down and had a professional letterhead made and all that kind of stuff. He got a wax seal and had a mold made with his business logo on it and stamped that baby on the envelope and sent it off to the company. A week no later, kidding. he gets a call from him, and now he's in business. No kidding. Because he looked apart. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. I've I've talked to some distributors lately with my firearms business, and I, I've researched enough to know how to talk the part and be the part. They don't know I'm just starting this business because I, I'm good with talking with business people from other business uh, that I've done, but I've learned, hey, the lingo to talk with them and how to act with distributors because the guy I talked to last night, I ordered one part. It's like a $50 part. Oh, yeah, we only have one left to stock. A guy earlier today ordered 600 of them. I'm like, oh, (laughs) wow. So I'm an ant and I'm playing with, you know, dogs in the yard. Well, not only that, you have to be, like you're saying, you have to be the part too. You can't just look the part. Looking the part for us in our industry helps sell the work. And but when you show up, you you better be the part when you, you get there. You gotta be the part. Yeah, exactly. Walk the walk. So another thing that I thought of was uh, learn everything about your industry before you dive in, if possible. Look, we live in a world of free information. Oh yes. We walk around with little machines in our pockets that have the majority of the world's information on it. Correct. And learning everything about the industry before you dive in, I've been researching my gun business for probably six, seven months right now, and I just got it going. I researched and researched and researched and then researched everything I just researched again. Right. Before I dove into it, I did the paperwork, started the business, and off I am. Now, with the caveat, some industries are new. Correct. You know, and, and if you're going to capitalize on a new trend like our previous guest did, you know, you can't be scared to dive in and learn as you go. No, yeah. And I say I researched a bunch. There's only so much research you can do before you just have to jump and give it a shot. That's what I did. Yeah, and you're going to learn. See, what it does is it's actually a good thing when you don't know because it forces you to learn and it forces you to step out of your comfort zone and do the things you have to do to figure it out. And then the next time a situation like that occurs, it's not scary anymore. Oh, yeah. It's like some of the tree work y'all do. You 
you've never done when you started. I'm sure you've never done some of the type of jobs you've done or. Oh man, our first crane job. That's the most nervous I've been in my entire life. Yeah. Like total. I remember (laughs) the first time I saw y'all with the crane job was next door to my new house. And I don't know if it was you or have you been in the crane before or was it somebody else? It was contract. It was contract. Anyways, that was a big job over this house with the crane. And I'm like, wow, look at these guys. And I'm sure that was, you know, nerve wracking to y'all because it was probably one of your earlier crane jobs. Right. You know, and now it's just another day in the office. We love crane work. It's no big deal. Exactly. But you've been through the experience and you've learned and experience is everything. Yeah. Yeah. But we had to dive off into it. You know, we, mm-hmm. we're never going to learn from the sidelines. So, you know, that led into a lot more work for us. Oh, yes. And, you know, diving off into it, you do need to make sure you have some finances. Yeah, that was my uh, uh, next topic I was going to say, actually, is uh, I would say to have a minimal of six months of your expenses saved up. Like if you made zero money, you better be able to live for six months. Oh, yes. Because yeah. And let's be honest, your first year of business, you're probably not going to pull a paycheck. No, the money's going to go back into the business yeah. so you can break even. Right. It, at best. At best. At best. So, Because to be able to grow the business, you got to keep reinvesting. Correct. And if you don't have money to do that with, you kind of find yourself in a spot where you're stagnant. Your business isn't growing. Your finances aren't lining up. The bills are kind of getting harder to pay. You got to do some math. That's part of going into the research of your industry. Figure out what your expenses are. You have insurance. You have this. You have that. Taxes. A lot of people don't think to save for taxes at the end of the year. Yes, in the first five years, you're probably going to lose money and be able to write a lot off. But you better save money because once you start being in business yourself, they're not taking money out of your paycheck. You're the one paying the taxes. Oh, exactly. And actually sit down and do the math. It's one thing to say do the math and have a rough estimate in your head. No, no write you, the numbers down. Exactly. And when you come up with your expenses, overshoot it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Do everything on the high side so you leave yourself a little cushion. I, I did the math recently on an endeavor that it was funny we talked about recently. Uh, one of your friends started a um, stump grinding business. Mm-hmm. I had that idea end of last year. I did the math and saw how much I needed to afford the stump grinder payment, insurance, and everything to go along with it and what I had to do every month. For me, the math didn't add up to make it worth my time. So I said, I'm just not going to do it. But if I had the time and the, knew the clientele was out there, would have dove right off in it, started it, hired an employee, and let them run. And that's just it. You don't always know what kind of demand there's going to be. It's impossible to know sometimes. Mm-hmm. But one thing about it is you'll never know unless you try. Oh, yes. And Part so- of me thinks I wish I would have tried, but it was a larger-scale business. You had to have a lot of capital to put out. And then you could be stuck with a $75,000 machine. All right. Let's see. I'll let you uh, bring up this next topic. <laughs> this, this is the one that's, that's going to hurt some feelings here. Um, we're just going to let you know up front. This is something we've all experienced starting a business out. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it. everyone won't be your cheerleader. And the ones that's going to hurt your feelings and shock you the most is oftentimes your family and friends are not always the most supportive. And, 
you know, you got to kind of put yourself in your family's shoes. You know, they want security for you. You know, and in their generation, their mind, their eyes, security is a big corporation. You know, so having to tell your family that you're diving off into something and leaving a corporation, that end of the world. <laughs> and no, obviously not everybody's going to be that way. A lot of your family will be supportive and stuff, but it kind of, the saying kind of rings true that, you know, everyone wants to see you do well as long as you're not doing better than them. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it's hard to stomach, but let's be honest. I mean, Lane and I, you know, when, when Lane was leaving the corporation he was working for, you know, he got told he was an idiot. I mean, everybody's, I can't believe I, you're doing that. I remember that because I remember some people telling me, oh, man, he, he, I just don't know why he would do that. That is just not smart. And you know what's funny? Some of those same guys that told us we were idiots for leaving, we've gotten text messages from them. Hey, man, if you got any side work this weekend for us, give me a holler. We'll come give you a hand. <laughs> I know the people. Yeah, it just it is what it is, and you you can't blame them. Yeah, you just they don't want to see you fail, but you have to have the mindset that you're not going to fail. You're going to put in all the effort. You know that that's a whole nother you know next topic maybe. Well, and putting in all the effort, that's you know trusting yourself. You have to trust yourself. You do. And and this is just a personal thing for me, and I don't know if it's every entrepreneur or if it's just me. But I have a problem with putting my success and my future in somebody else's hands. You know, to me, going off and doing my own thing and building it myself, that's not scary. But sitting in one spot for 40 years working for somebody and then having them decide my future, that's petrifying to me. (laughs) I have the same mentality. That's why, gosh, for the last five years, I've been trying to think, what's my next thing? What's my next move to make my own success? I am all good and happy with where I'm at. But it's like you don't want to put it in somebody else's hands. You want to make sure, hey, you have your own way to decide your fate, decide your income. Yeah, and the, and the side that comes with that. So once you do decide to step off and do it yourself, you know, it's another thing you hear. Everybody says, must be nice working for yourself. Get to take <laughs> off whenever you want. You can just... You know, take vacations. No, you, you fish can't. all the time. Go golfing <laughs> yeah, all the time. It's not I how get it that. works. I get that uh, said to me all the time. Must be nice. Look at you golfing all. Have you worked any this week? Uh, yeah, I have. Probably yeah. more than 40 hours already. Yeah, and all day Saturday and Sunday. So, Oh, and I'll be at it. <laughs> well, that's the other thing is the emotional side of it, too, that people don't think of. You know, when you start a business... You are dependent on you. And if you have a family, your family is dependent on you. Mm -hmm. So with that comes a lot of stress. You know, business owners, I I don't have the statistics in front of me, but I was reading this thing. I don't know if you want to pull it up or not, but it was talking about how business owners are more likely to suffer from depression, more likely to have alcoholism or substance abuse issues, how they're more likely to have anxiety, ADHD Things of that matter. Because there is a lot. It's a different type of stress. One in three entrepreneurs live with depression. So that's 30%. Yeah. That's interesting. That's from a doctor from University of California. So that's, you know, a a real study. That's interesting that it would be one in three. 
Yeah, and, you know, it kind of comes with it, though. You know, because it's like us. There's to a be lot of ups and downs. Yeah, I mean, we have payroll, right? And we have to make payroll. So it's on my business partner and us. You know, it's on us to make sure the jobs are coming in and we're making you're, the money to pay these guys. You're making payroll even if it means this week you're not making any money. Exactly. And there's been a lot of weeks that Lane and I haven't got paid. You know, that's something that people don't understand. You know, there, there's priorities to grow mm-hmm. in your business. There's things you have to take care of first. And a lot of times... Unfortunately, it's not your paycheck. It's paying the business and paying the employees. Yep. And that's just part of it. So another thing I'd like to say is to actually set goals. And by setting goals, I mean write them down, put them somewhere you can see them, put dates on them that you need to meet them by. Because what that does is it takes everything from being just a thought or an idea, and it it helps kickstart putting it into action. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I. I forget who it was that was talking about it. It was one of those very motivational uh, speakers that are a business guy. And he said, write your goals for the day, every day, and then stick them in like on your door as you go out. And then he said, every morning have your, you know, month goals. Look at them and then start your day. And they'll get set in your mind, and you'll achieve them. I so, think it was, gosh, it was not Grant Cardone, maybe Gary V. Gary or, v probably. It was probably Gary V. And it really instills it in your head, like, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to do it. Well, and it helps with the other topic I wanted to bring up. I wanted to say you're better off to start small and grow. And setting goals is a great way to, to achieve the growth you're looking for because it sets everything on a timeline. You're right. right. And why do you need to start small? Well, for one, you have to build a customer base. For two, you have to build a reputation and a name for yourself. Yeah, people got to trust you and, and know that you know what you're doing and you're not just average Joe over there. And the third thing is you've got to get experience. I mean, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. You have to gain experience. Oh, yeah. I know with my property maintenance business where I – do kind of a little bit of everything, but cutting grass, when I f- cut my first yard, I was nervous on, you know, oh, is it going to look good? I took, God, I probably took three hours to mow my first one-acre yard. I'm mowing one-acre yard in 25 minutes, not even thinking. But the first time, I had no experience, and I wanted it to look good for the customer. Now I'm just like, I know what I'm doing because I have the exp- experience. I'm like, hey, yeah, no problem, $50, da-da-da-da-da. You want this, you want that, no problem. The first time I was like, okay, what do I do? Are these people going to think I'm an idiot? Well, in our industry too, because it's like, especially us, we use heavy equipment. So yes. the more you're on it, the more you learn the equipment, the it's little like, feels about them and all that, and everything like gets smoother. Like write your name and yeah. you know, walking and talking. Yeah, nothing to it. But we're running out <laughs> of time, Brandon. Um, so if you guys have any topics you want us to cover or hit, send us an email, milliemoves at gmail.com. And before we end it, I just want to say, if you have any questions about starting a business, where to go, shoot us an email. We can walk you through or maybe do a private video for you. Yeah, the next uh, the next video we do talking about starting a business, because it's not that difficult. No. We, we, we want to talk about the, the LLCs, the domain, the licensings, all that stuff, and kind of help you guys through that. Yep, so uh, blow us up on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and we'll catch you on the next one.